Welcome back. We are out here in the chicken fried football. Welcome. Let's fry. Welcome back. Let's fry. Let's go. Yeah. Wow. Let let us go. Whew. A crazy week of, uh, you know, some teams putting up some dumb numbers this week. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We, we had a lot of uh, a lot of fun football over the weekend. A lot of fun football during the week. A lot of fun football, period. Yeah. It's been a grand old time for sure. Uh, let's see here. So, um, how's life? How's, how's things going over there? Well, I just, uh, about an hour ago got diagnosed with pink eye, so that's exciting. You know, got just ish coming out of my face. Um, so we are not doing this podcast live. We are doing it on the FaceTime from across town. Yeah, probably good. I'm not really a oozy eye fan. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. You know, on the drops and it sucks, but here we are. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I mean, I know we've got uh, we've got some indoor on Friday. We got together. Yeah, I don't even know when we are. Uh, Oh, they, they haven't released the schedule yet. Having indoor no on idea. Friday. I mean, I mean, Friday, Friday no is a, uh, also is St. Patrick's Day. Like, I'm doing some, I can't have beef, so I'm doing, doing corn turkey and cabbage um, for the fam. And uh, I don't know when we're going to have this. So, dude needs to realize that this is a holiday where people celebrate, and we need to know when we're playing. Because yep. I'm ready to play, but I'm also yep. ready to ready eat. Ready to go. Ready you know to go. I mean? But, you know, it's uh, we are at the will of the scheduler. We are playing in a league that everything kind of happens when it happens. Heck yeah, it does. <laughs> like, there's no waiver form. We signed up to play literally on the side of the field. Paid on the side of the field the schedule gets released in a facebook group uh every week and dude this is super inconsistent exclusivity or exclude i can't say the word but you know what i'm talking about exclusivity there you go couldn't get the last syllable out there i mean it's exclusive you know like I mean, let's just put this into perspective for people. We, Matt and Thad, the hosts of this podcast, our cousin, Campbell, uh, one of my buddies I went to high school with, and two of his buddies are on our team. We are the only white people in the league. Wait, I did see one other guy on the triggers. I've so noticed we might it have on the Facebook. Seven white people in the whole league. Six of them are on our team. Correct. And 
you know, we uh, we picked up a dub last week. We did. Thad got an assist. Matt picked up a, a goal, looking like Charlie Conway from Mighty Ducks. Booyah. I was thinking more like Peter Crouch or, you know, somebody who's kind of like big and goofy and, you know. Yeah, you know, know. but (laughs) we we cleaned it up, one three to one. Uh, Great result for us. Great, great come up for us. We're moving on in the world, moving up. We got our first we first dub is Chicken Fried FC. The champions of that game. So we we did it. We actually beat a team that was sponsored by the Super Mexican Mercado grocery Morales. store. Here in Tulsa, they have two locations, so we beat their team. Wait, I thought they had more than two. Well, they have at least two. That's the only two I know of. But Oh, is there know. not one on Admiral anymore? Eh, who cares? Anyways. Admiral might as well be in a whole other world. That's, yeah, that's very true. Um, I mean, yeah. Usamon Dembele was spotted at Sunderland and Sheffield wins, or United today. So look for uh, Which Dembele is like the most to uh, Sunderland. Thing. That's like such a random rumors. thing to be to be at. First of all, you're not in your country. Is he hurt right now? I have no idea. Probably. I mean, the dude is made of glass, so. So, I mean, yeah, he, he could be hurt, but he's literally on at a random championship game in the middle of the week I'm like yo Barcelona got El Clasico this weekend like what are we doing like I'm beyond confused at uh, how he got out of literally being at training or being at rehab for his injury yeah I'm trying to see here what's going on because they play sat Sunday, which if you play Sunday, I would suspect that you have Wednesday training. It looks like he will not be expected back, um, or he's doubtful for El Clasico on um, the 19th, which is, what did you say, Sunday? Yes, yeah. Sunday. Weird. So, Weird. I'm so just he's hanging out in Sunderland with the owner. Let me see here. This is great. Maybe he about to like make a bid. Uh maybe he about to be a minority owner. Who knows? I mean, it's a it's a weird Yeah, it's kind of a weird weird situation. Like It's just such a strange a, Yeah. Like he's a player for a club that's in another country. This isn't like Reese James or something like that just going down and being like, hey, bro, I need to watch some football like after training. Like, he's literally from another country. 
at a championship game. Like there were multiple Premier League games he could have popped up to and and watched today. Uh, Brighton played today, got a dub, right? <laughs> There's literally like, like he, he could have gone played. to Brentford. Like <laughs> they picked up a dub as well. And How uh, outrageous! That's apparently, he's friends team. with the owner. Uh, and the that's owner fantasy is- team picked up a massive dub, put up seventy-eight points this week. So, how you doing? Wow, nice. My, I'm terrible in mine. I'm uh, quite awful. I don't know what's Matt going started on. the season very strong. He was he was in like second or third for like a long time and oh, quite a bit. Now I'm in fourth. Now he's he's struggling. So I'm struggling hard. Matt took the L this weekend uh, by mean, almost well by twenty five. Yeah, what? <laughs> Nick Pope forgot you are to show not up. The, you are not the uh, lowest scorer in the league, though. Yeah, well, I mean, that it's my Newcastle hit. guys. They're not showing up now. They were showing up earlier on in the season. Well, they're not the as thing consistent is, anymore. You know, you didn't have a clean sheet, and that hurt you mm-hmm. from Pope. That that would be like another four points. Somebody missed a penalty. Uh, I don't know. I think it was Sala. Yeah, Sala missed a penalty. Sala missed a penalty, but he would only two got two me. points regardless. I mean, so. He had some decent performers. Um, one guy picked up eight points for you. Gundawan picked up six. Isak p- picked up seven. But yeah, it was rough for you. hundred uh, percent rough. I had some uh, some guys go absolutely bonkers. Well, yeah, uh, Gabriel from Arsenal. Uh, Saliba from Arsenal, Odegaard from Arsenal, Martinelli from Arsenal. All the Arsenal guys. Might as well be an Arsenal fan this uh, year. Holland. Uh, ben Me. Ben Me picked up on the double points from Brentford. Uh, picked up a solid nine. Joel Veltman picked up seven from Brighton. And then my boy, David Rea. David Rea from uh, Brentford. Picks up nine points. Wow. I was in goal. Bro, he's been nails. Jeez. And people sleep, but he's been super nails. Uh, He's put up zero points one time, and he's put up over two every other time. And he's had some weeks of like 10, 7, 6, 5... He has he's had three weeks of ten this season and multiple weeks of five or six. A nine. Like he's been good. Apparently, according to Influence and ICT Index, which is like the index of influence, creativity, and threat, he's number one a keeper. So Really? Wow. That was good. Influence number two. Uh so influence Evaluates a player's impact on a match, taking into account 
actions that could directly or indirectly affect the match outcome. Uh, creativity is like goal scoring opportunities, which I don't really understand that for a keeper. And then threat uh, is most likely to score goals, but I'm just guessing it's like most likely to score a decent amount of points. But yeah, Brentford keeper Devin Raya been been nails for me this year. Nice, real good. Nice. I okay. So I'm looking right now at um the Konakaf Champions League. Right, uh, we have yes. games going on right now at this moment. Yeah, so Orlando, Orlando just, got... just beat Tigres on away goals. Are you freaking kidding me? No, Holy they crap. lost. They lost on away goals. Okay, why is the MLS app so crappy and it says Orlando? They got away eliminated goals. on away goals because they tied at home. That makes one sense. one. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Tigres moved on. Uh, Vancouver. Picks up the seven to three aggregate win. That seven to three keeps coming up, or se- well, seven keeps coming up. I guess I don't know about the three, but seven for sure keeps coming up. So Vancouver moves on to the quarterfinals. Um, Philly moved Philly on to the quarterfinals. It. Got that four zero dub, huge Austin one for them. Terrible. Austin gets beat because they literally just didn't score in the Dominican. Haiti. They would have won. That team is from Haiti. Haiti. No, they're from the Dominican. Bro, they're from They literally Haiti. played in Well, they played in the Dominican last week. I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they the, play there? The, I don't know, but that's literally where they played. I know they're they're. I mean, it looks like they're from Haiti, yeah. Hmm. Um, but they played. Maybe last their stadium's week. not big enough, or something like that, right? They played last week at the Cibao Stadium, which is in the Dominican. They prob- probably yeah because their stadium's probably, probably not like because regulation size Haiti, or something like that. Probably because Haiti is like a war zone. That too. Let's yeah. be real about that. <laughs> it's got all the poverty and all of the, uh, yeah, excessiveness that's going on there, corruption and all of that. So, yeah, Austin gets beat out. Um, so, I mean, we had a couple, couple teams moving on, which is good for the MLS. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, does LAFC lead? They're um, I think they, they are do, up. Yeah, they're up three nil. So they should be. They should good. move on as well. So we should have three out of four teams, correct? Or did we have five teams? Um, so Orlando loses. Vancouver moves on. LA is going to move on most likely. Uh, Philly will move on, but. Um, Austin didn't move on and neither did Orlando. So three out of five, I guess, technically, right? Three out of five. LA plays tonight. Uh, they start in like a minute. Um, here we are recording this on Wednesday. It'll come out Thursday. 
Um, and then you have a couple Thursday games. Uh, Leon plays, and then uh, Pachuca plays. I literally don't know the other two teams, but they're they're there um, playing. So yeah, one's from the no Honduran League, Motagua Honduran League. Uh, Taro. N- no, Motagua. Taro another, is we yeah. Taro is Taro. Is from. I legitimately have no idea where they're from. I, Let me see. I couldn't tell you. Taro FC. They I don't have any. Any other. Things literally other than. They are from Panama City. Okay. So, wow. the club was created in 1988. I don't know. 1984. Huh. Wow. Yeah, so they, they compete in Panama and then uh, they came to Cup Champions League. So, they probably just roll through that Panama League. I mean, I'm. But they haven't been in the CONCACAF Champions League in five years. I was reading that on the ESPN just a second ago. Um, but they literally don't have, like, the Panama League on the on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, really, like, if you think about it, <clears throat> when was the last time you heard of a team from Panama? Other than the national team? Other than the national team. Probably not for a while. Ever? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I mean, it had been a while. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely. I mean, I'm sure I've seen this, but I'm. It's yeah. Like, I don't know. Taro FC. I wonder if they if. I really now I'm kind of interested in the Panama League, but well, we got other things to kind of talk about here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we'll go back to the to the numbers, uh, to the high number, I guess. Seven. Seven. Manchester just, City. Just dropping seven goals. <laughs> seven <Alan>. goals. <laughs> oh. uh, our boy, our boy Erling Holland, with an absolute treasure. And a gift of five goals against Leipzig. Whew. Killed so, it. Absolutely killed it. He got subbed off in like the 63rd minute. And he was made to play Champions League. We have some friends that are City fans and... They were very, like, skeptical. Oh my gosh, we don't we don't know if we're gonna win. We might scrape by, like at home, like after Leipzig tied them late, um, to to in the first leg, and I was like, guys, guys, this isn't gonna be close. Don't worry about it. 
I thought it, I thought it would be three zero, and it was three zero after like twenty two minutes. <laughs> so yeah, there we were. I mean, Holland had a hat trick in what? Well, how many minutes did it take him? I I have no idea. I just uh, from the time he scored the first goal to the time he's it was like seventy seven seconds between. Goal number one and goal number two. Oh, wow. Um, he, so I like got home. Oh, my gosh. Time off yesterday because uh, we had family in town and we went out to, to see them. But I got home. He gets foul or he gets the penalty kick, scores that. And then like, it was like one minute later, he scored again. <laughs> So, it's a, I mean, the five goals came in a 35-minute period. I mean, literally. Yeah, I mean, so it was 22, (laughs) 22nd minute, 24th minute, 45 plus 2, 53, and 57. So, in 57 minutes, he scored five goals. This man averaged every... 11 and a half minutes a goal. Insane. But from the time he started scoring to the time he started, or to the time that he ended scoring, it was only 35 minutes. Yeah. Just crazy. He is... He is him. He is. Took his tally, I think, to... 40 goals? I have no idea. Across the season. So the the race for 50 plus is still there. I mean, the race for 90 in a calendar year is still there. Well, we've got to score more than 92. We've got to score more than 92 because Messi scored 91. Uh, Howland goals. Let's see. He has 39 goals in 36 games. Wow. 28 in the Prem. uh, 10 in the Champions League. And one in the uh, League Cup. Wow. Perfect. (laughs) And he has five assists. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The guy has... 44 goal contributions in 39 yes. matches or 36 matches. Sorry, that's insane. He, he is pretty good. He's he's a pretty good good footballer. I'd say so. I would definitely. In say other so. Champions League news, uh, Real Madrid puts to bed Liverpool. Um, pretty easy. Yes, yeah. today one one zero today to win the tie six to two. No, no, no. I thought it was seven. It was six. I thought they put they only scored on five it. last week. Oh. They only scored five last week. Oh. Um. So, uh, big big bins uh, gets the goal seventy eighth minute and. They go through. 
So for the last three seasons, Liverpool has been eliminated from the Champions League by Real Madrid. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And the thing is, cancel I think those. I want to touch on this. Cancel those just hotel a bit. reservations. <laughs> yeah, cancel the hotel reservations. <laughs> but regardless of how Madrid is form wise in La Liga or in Copa del Rey or in Spanish Super Cup, Madrid comes into the Champions League. Playing like they already won. Oh, every single every year. Every single yeah. year. They've won it 14 times, and it's literally like they just become a different beast in the Champions League. They become something that you're like, this isn't the team that plays on Saturday versus Getafe or Mallorca. This is, this is like a whole new... Whole new world, whole new team, whole new beast. And I don't know what it is about it, but there's just so much better in the Champions League, like every year, year in, year out. I think there's a lot of um, emphasis on the Champions League whenever you're a Real Madrid player and a Barcelona player um, because the league, you know, is just not that strong. So, um, I mean, those two teams I think have won, are they one and two? It might be, um, Liverpool, but I could be wrong on that, but they're, I mean, Real Madrid is definitely number one and whenever you're expected to win every single year. By a wide margin. Yeah. By a wide margin. Yeah. They're just, I don't know. They don't have to show up in the league. They really don't. Most. Yeah, I mean, they don't, but it's also, I mean, you know, it's nice when the league has some balance there. So they, Madrid has 14 titles. Uh, Milan has seven. Okay. Liverpool and Bayern both have six. Okay. Uh, Barcelona has five. Five, okay. Ajax has four. United, three. Inter, three. And then Chelsea, Nottingham Forest, Benfica, Juventus, Porto have two. And then other winners of it have been Dortmund with one, Feyenoord with one, Marseille one, Villa one, Hamburg one. Servina, Zaveda, Zevzeda, Zev, I don't even know. One, uh, FCSB, who are you? Is that Basel? Yeah, probably. Is it blue uh, and red? Have, yeah. With the with yellow? yellow? Yeah, that's it. So Basel has one. They went on penalties in like 85. Like a long time ago before money was a real thing in football. <laughs> PSV won and Celtic has won. Okay. Celtic won one in the 60s. Wow. Wow. Huh. That's crazy. 
So Okay, so I'm just looking at these. It's this is insane. Real Madrid has fourteen and AC Milan has seven. They literally doubled the second amount. Yeah. So I mean it's just different and I think I read something yesterday and we'll go to the next game of Inter versus Porto, which was an absolute snooze fest. Absolutely. Uh, Inter moves on on a goal they scored in the first leg, 1-0. And for the first time since 2004-2005, Inter and AC Milan are both in the quarters. Wow. Same with Napoli. Well, this is... That was the last year they both made it together. Oh, okay. So, crazy. Crazy, crazy. I mean, it's actually weird that AC Milan is in the quarterfinals because I had lost all faith in them um, come the, what? It was probably the third or fourth game of the group stage. I thought it was over. Um, and somehow yeah, I they, mean, they drew I thought, Tottenham and somehow got through Tottenham. How? <laughs> well, they got through Tottenham because Tottenham are bottlers. Yeah, that's, yeah. Complete bottlers. All the time. But Tottenham bottlers. It's weird, yeah. Inter Milan and Ace Milan and then Napoli. Three Italian teams. It's the country with the most teams left in the Champions League. It's very weird to me. Yeah, I just I think Serie A is just not that. I think Serie A has been down for a few years, and yeah, it's very strange. Well, because we got, yeah, I mean, your quarterfinal draw is Friday. Um, so in the quarterfinals we have Chelsea, Benfica, Bayern. Milan, Inter, Man City, Napoli, and Real Madrid. So, I mean, it could be a really interesting draw. Um, Could. I honestly pray for anybody who draws Benfica and underestimates them. Yeah. I... What... We all probably all want, right? Is for Bayern, Real Madrid in the final. I think that would be really cool to see. But at the same time, I want Bayern, Real Madrid, right next now. week. Exactly. I want it. I want it in the quarterfinals. Let's eliminate one of them so we can have a better path to the final for someone else. Let's go. Let's try. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Champions League's popping off right now. Napoli gets a, gets a big dub, but we're not really here to talk about the game other than Victor Osman. He, he be doing his thing still. Um, and if a Premier League team decides they want to sign him this summer, he's definitely going to have a lot of zeros on it. That's his that goal check- is to play in. Premier League or La Liga is what he said this week. So that check gonna have a bunch of zeros on it. I can tell you that. Yeah, but playing lights out. 
Frankfurt fans were not allowed at the uh, at the Diego Armando Maradona at the stadium, stadium because of what happened before. Because of what wow. happened in the first leg. Wow! And because of that, they decided they wanted to uh, destroy, cause some some ruckus. Outside the stadium. Dude, there was a car lit on fire and everything. It was like a cop Crazy. car lit on fire. Like, the scenes of that... Honestly, I'll say it, unacceptable. I love a good... unacceptable. I love a good, like, show you're passionate about stuff... Show up for your team, everything like that. I'm all for that. I am not for setting cars on fire. I'm not for like. I mean, that's torturing other people. Literally putting other people's lives at risk whenever you're doing that. So right, let's not do that. Like I'm all for showing have a good time, displays. But this went way too far. Um. And I don't know, Frankfurt, it's a fan club with deep passions for their team. But, like, bro, y'all can't be doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, I mean, it's not always the entire fan base, right? These are probably the, what, would we consider these the ultras, the, like, ultra crazy people? Uh, yeah, probably that are that are out there doing that, but yeah, right. Like you guys, Frankfurt, you guys showed up a lot last year in the Europa League on your f- march to the final, right? Uh, you right. You I mean, literally made the Camp New your own stadium whenever you went there, and you did. Yeah, everything. there were so many black black shirts that like, it looked. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, you you showed us last year how passionate and how amazing you were it's it's not needed we don't need the you know flares outside the stadium fireworks and bombs or whatever don't come into the city center where there's people like trying to have a living and and have jobs and and stuff like that in an opposing city burning stuff yeah don't don't do that that's hooliganism that is not that's just hooliganism. That's not... I don't know. It's not condoned in the modern game. Like, this isn't the 1980s where you can just start fights outside the stadium. Yeah, this is not Green Street. So, you know, good on Napoli for taking the sword out and and just... Finishing that one off, uh, Napoli is well on their way to a, a Scudetto for the first time in, since Maradona was there, and that's going to be incredible. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And awesome. They them. legitimately could be on their way to a Champions League, Champions League final, Champions League semifinal. Yeah, I, I mean, think they get to the semifinal depending on who they play 
hopefully they get a good draw. Yeah, hopefully they get a good draw, but I mean, you got to think, like, they're 18 points up in the league. League's pretty much over, right? League's, I mean, pretty much wrapped up. They haven't officially wrapped it up yet. No, I mean, that's six games that somebody would have to recover, right? And there's how many games left in the actual season? Because they go till they have one, and then they have five in April, five in May, and one in June. They got a they got twelve games left. Twelve games left, and they're eighteen points up. Yeah. And then I was looking at that. They Syria. should clinch the title next weekend, or the weekend after. Next weekend? I mean, if you're six points up, eh, maybe not. Maybe I'm doing the math wrong. You're you're hundred percent hundred doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they can't clinch for at least another two weeks. Through well, like at least I don't think they can clinch it. Till so middle of April, probably. It's eighteen points. That's six games. I mean, they they'd have, have to drop to a lot. Like they'd have to lose a lot. Yeah, they've got to lose. I mean, they do have Milan uh, Sunday the second. They have Juve Sunday the twenty third. Um, but then the rest of their games, and they have Inter. The 21st of May. But I was looking at that table there in Syria. And with if Juve would have not had the 15 point deduction there, they would be at. They'd be at second. They'd be second, but they would literally still be like 12 points off. Oh, they'd be 15 points off. <laughs> Off it, I think, right? Because they'd be at they're at thirty eight right now, so they'd be at fifty three. Yeah, they'd be fifteen points off. So they'd still be five <laughs> games back. So them dropping fifteen points literally didn't make a difference at all. They'd still be fifteen points back. So, um, but it's kind of made for the rest of the league to be just, you know. A little easier for Napoli. So, oh, props to them. Yeah, they're just they're gonna walk away with this because nobody's good. I mean, Zlatan Ibrahimovic got a call up for Sweden today. Like, what? At forty-one years old, this dude is still going. Hey, bro, he's still going. He's still doing it. So, um, yeah, Zlatan gets the call up. for Sweden, um, which brings us to kind of our next thing: uh, roster drop for the U.S. men's national team. What? Dang, this and one looks honestly, great. Honestly, looks really good. Uh, Tyler Adams is hurt, so he didn't make the roster. Which you know, I'm not overly mad at. Honestly, I would have had him not making the roster anyways just because, like, give the man a rest. He's in a relegation battle, and he plays 90 minutes every single game. He never comes off the field. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Give him that rest. So, give him a little rest. Um, Chris Richards didn't make the squad. Kind of weird. CCV didn't make the squad. Also kind of weird. But I understand if we're trying to bring in some new guys uh, because we are playing Granada. They ain't good. And El Salvador. Granada. It's going to be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Granada, we are playing a whole different lineup than we were playing El Salvador with. Whole different lineup. A whole just, different 11. So I saw this, like, reel or something like that on Instagram where they have Jose Mourinho and he's like this, like, after 13. After 13 nil victory over Granada. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> If we get Jose, it's going to be, he's just going to be like, why are we playing the the West Indies? Yeah, like, right. This is ridiculous. Um, but let's go through uh, Ethan Horvath, Zach Steffen, Matt Turner. No problem there. Great three-keeper lineup. Oh, 100%. Simple. Love it. Those guys probably, are. Uh, probably your best three. Probably yeah. your best three-keeper. Those are so, yeah. Those are all three veterans right there. Great vets for us. Uh, defenders: Dest, Mark McKenzie, Tim Ream, Brian Reynolds, uh, Jedi, Miles Robinson. Good to see him back from the ACL tear. Joe Scally and Austin Trusty. Love it. Honestly, oh, yeah. we need. I need Joe Scally to get some minutes. Really exciting to see Austin Trusty, who's having a really great year in the championship, get the call for the first time. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Birmingham City, right? Birmingham City. Yes. Has a few goals for them this year that we've talked about on the pod. Uh, Mark McKenzie's playing really, really good in Belgium right now, balling out. Um,. And yeah, nice to see Miles Robinson back after he was super effective in World Cup qualifiers and then he got hurt and was down for six, six, eight months. So good to see him back. Yes. And then you got that man, Tim Ream, having the best year of his life. Got half a hundred caps for the national team. Really excited for him. Really excited that he's staying with it, staying the team, hoping that he makes the Copa America team next year. Oh, he Then we got... I mean, if he keeps up the form he's got right now... I'm trying to look up this Brian Reynolds guy real quick for us. Uh, Brian Reynolds is the only one that I'm kind of like, who are you? Apparently he's played twice. On loan from Roma at Belgian Pro Club Westerloo. Looks like he is out of the FC Dallas Academy. FC Dallas getting that. Those dollars. Um, Cool. Well, great. He gets a call up. Uh, He's got two caps right now. Uh, Midfielders, we have Brendan Aronson, Johnny Cardoza, Luca De La Torre, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Alan Sonora. 
I really don't know who's going to play the pivot here. Um, and without Tyler picked up the hamstring knock this week, I'm not really positive on who's playing the pivot there. Uh, but I really do. It's a pretty, I feel like it's a pretty offensive minded midfield core. It is. I don't know who's going to play pivot either. Um, I mean, my guess is either Cardoza or Luca, or you could potentially put Eunice Musa back there. I think so, yeah. But like Brendan, he ain't playing a pivot. Weston, he ain't nah, playing man. a pivot. Sonora's not Senora, play. he's a ten. Yeah, like he ain't he ain't playing that. Yeah, so. I don't know anything about this Johnny Cordoza guy. Um. Four caps for us, no goals. Let me look him up. Um, he is a right midfielder or defensive midfielder for international okay. now. So there it is. So he'll probably play the the CDM. Yeah. There. Yeah. Okay. So international. <laughs> Is this what club is this? International is in the Argentina league. Okay. La. Okay. Oh no 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 no! It's actually the, Brazil. They're in Porto Alegre. Oh okay. With so, uh, my bad. With Grêmio, yeah. Didn't have my towns right there. Uh, um, interesting. Very, very interesting. Forward group, we have uh, Daryl D.K., Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, Taylor Booth, Gio Reyna, Tim Weah, and Alejandro Zendejas. Alex Zendejas. I don't really know why they changed it to Alex. He's literally Alejandro, but, like, whatever. Um, great to see that he committed to the the boys this week uh, on Instagram. Um, so that was awesome. And then Taylor Booth, he's been ripping it up for, I think he plays at Ultrek in the uh, Eredivisie. And he's been playing, he'd been balling out. Yes, and he's killing it right now playing super good and it's really nice that we picked up him uh to grab some caps because he's 21 years old and he is from utah and just playing over there in eredivisie playing like every single week wearing number 10 uh was he's been he came through rsl academy uh went to Bayern. Oh, okay. Uh, for a little bit. And then he got loaned out a couple times and then he was went on a free to Utrecht this past year. All right. So nice. free transfer and that's just that's awesome cuz I mean he's been he's been playing good and they sing songs about him at that's that that 
At the stadium? Um, stadium. So they said Taylor, Taylor Booth. Nice. We love to hear that. Love to hear our American guys getting chants in Europe. Yeah. So I, I personally, outside of CCV, which he's been playing like every week for Celtic, so give him a rest, honestly, just because we might not need him. Um, Chris Richards. Yeah. I don't know where Chris Richards is, um, but I understand. I mean, some of these guys just need a break. They play in the prim. Um, sucks that Tyler's not there. But other than that, I really don't have any problems with this lineup, with this kind of group that we've we've got going into these games. I don't either. And it actually shows, like, now, because we do have the players that we have, that it's really not that big of a deal if every single person's not called in because – yeah, this this lineup looks great. It really does. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a, it feels healthy. It feels like it's a good amount of like younger guys with kind of the older guys there. So that's, I mean, that's just so nice to to see that and to see some guys get call ups that haven't been called up and and stuff like that. And so you know, I'm. I'm all down for like guys like Trusty. We've been saying, "Hey, get Trusty in the camp uh for like all season, honestly." And it, it's just nice to see Hudson, even though he might not be the coach long term, probably won't be the coach long term, putting some faith in some of these younger guys and getting them some some call-ups. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm re- so, really enjoying yeah. it. Uh, excited. Daryl DK got another goal today. So, oh, the pride of Edmond, the pride of Edmond, Oklahoma. Heck yeah! Uh, Let's go, Daryl. If you want to be on uh, your local Oklahoma podcast, Chicken Fried Football, come on, Daryl. No. We always have a spot for Daryl. Yeah, we can um, we can cook you some food and we can have a podcast. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Also, in the group text today, I said that if Fowlerin Baloquin uh, signs for the U.S., uh, that Matt will personally be his chef in America. Uh, I yeah. offered up his services. I mean, um, <laughs> I can pretty much cook anything. I mean, so, Fallerin, if you're listening, uh, we have a private chef for you. I mean, if you want so, fufu and jollof rice and all the things that your Nigerian parents made for you, uh, I'm sure I could get that down. Like, I've got half of the things that I like to eat down, so there we go. Let's get this. So... Let's get this. Um, apparently, there have been real discussions and open dialogue, according to Anthony Hudson, yep. uh, about Mr. Balakwin being a uh, a player for the old United States. And that's, to put it in Preston's words, that's exciting that we're even having conversations. 
Oh, I agree. It. Yeah. We need to be having these conversations because the, that guy, like it's been said before, he does have the ability to take us to the next level and be our number nine, like, now. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, right now. Not <laughs> in five years, not when Harry Kane retires, like... If we was playing Mexico tomorrow, he would he Dude, could start. He'd be number nine. I mean, if you think about this, like Victor Osman is Nigerian, right? He's gonna be the starter from here on out. Right. That dude is the, gonna be the starter. So Balogun, he's gonna be the guy. Think about that and come to the U.S. Because I mean, really, you <laughs> your playing time is gonna be limited at either place. So there you go. And. We have better facilities than all of Nigeria. That's very true. <laughs> very, I don't care very what you true. Say. We have better facilities. We have better infrastructure. We might be a little ridiculous with our people that get put into power uh, for the Federation. But yeah, right. It's okay. Uh, we can go. Uh, we can go to that now too, because uh, the investigation. That's true. Greg, Let's just go ahead and <laughs> we'll just roll it in. Um, the investigation into Greg, Matt. I'm gonna let you take this. All right. Uh, it came back yesterday. Yeah. And pretty inconclusive. It very pretty inconclusive. much said Greg. Greg didn't do anything terribly wrong. I mean, Greg didn't do any ter- I mean, anything terribly well, wrong. Is terribly wrong in the in this part. In the cuz yes, the the uh abuse I'm going to just that's what I'm going to call it is abuse uh, of the when he was 18 uh was pretty hard to read in that in that thing and it definitely was but i mean it has been what a long time and i did read the um you know he like we've said before he did he went to counseling he got he seeked help he took a break from the relationship um what did i read he he actually didn't talk to her for the remaining amount of the semester that year um and then he didn't talk to her until the beginning of the fall semester so that was the spring semester so they didn't talk for eight months um and apparently like wrote her notes and stuff like that um you know basically apologizing for everything um which sure whatever uh you know whatever you have to say about that but um the investigation uh, basically came out to show the Reynas as helicopter parents, um, people who just constantly complain because Claudio Reina is by far one of the better, well, he's probably one of the best players to ever play, put on the U.S. men's national team jersey, right? He played in four World Cups, um, and he's yeah, he's really good. He's been in the U.S. soccer system forever, right? But 
that doesn't give you the ability to complain constantly and make everybody around you miserable. Because that's basically what happened. Um, the report said that there were 150 friends and family in Qatar. Um, and the Reinas were the only ones not having a good time. And constantly complaining and being upset because Gio wasn't playing. Um, now, what I also read is from 2000, or this, this has been happening from 2016 to 2022. Like, literally, for six straight years, this man, and, um, I, I mean, I don't know if Danielle had anything to do with it, but Claudio's definitely sent text messages, had conversations about the treatment of his son, Gio Reyna, and his, his other sons, to the U.S. Soccer Federation. Um, so, with saying that, the Reynas are, are not, my, not my favorite people. Um, I do think Gio is a great individual, has amazing talent. He will, if he continue, or if, you know, if we can move past this as a federation, as a country, he's going to be a great player for our team for a long time. But all of this has been point, uh, painted in the, <laughs> just to make them look bad and everything. I mean, everything that's come out makes them look terrible. They just look awful. Awful people, really, is what it seems like. Well, I think that, yes, all that you said is true. The The Reynas have not looked good at all in this. But don't come with the whole blackmail BS and then not participate in any of the actual investigations. Because that makes you look like a coward. Right? Exactly. I totally and forgot about that. Like, Danielle participated in two, literally two, phone calls? Yes. Uh, so she, they called her up. She basically denied, like, everything. And then... From what I read, she called them back within like 10 minutes and said, uh, did the entire story or whatever. And so, cool, Danielle was part of this in terms of the fact-finding mission that the Federation went on, and Claudio could not be reached for comment. Couldn't be reached at all. Uh, I'm so confused. I'm- I'm highly confused as to why you would bring any of this stuff up and say we can end Greg's career, we can do all this stuff, we can make him not the coach, and then not participate in the investigation that you made happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm because I, because they knew that they were looking bad. Like they're not idiots. They knew that they looked terrible coming out of this. Like they literally made the threats, and then every everything that's come out of them has been negative. Why would you? I don't know. It it's well. It's here's the deal. Terrible like, show if of you're character. Gonna, if you're gonna ruin somebody's life, mm-hmm. ruin it. Don't don't play around. Like 
participate because you just look like you wanted the smoke and then you ran when it got hot. Oh, yeah. Just a bunch, like you said, just a bunch of talking heads. Like, literally. That's what they became. And, and so, yes, the part of Greg's uh, behavior as an 18 year old, we don't condone that. That. Yeah, that's not something that was, you need to be doing. Was horrible. And we've said it on this podcast before. We did stupid things at 18. Everybody well. does. But he sought help. He got counseling. And again, we're not saying it was right what he did. It's definitely not right. But he did the right thing in terms of getting assistance. Correct. From professionals. And let's make this clear. And so... We don't want him as the coach. Period. Correct. And I think that I was listening to a podcast. I think it was, I think it was Men in Blazers. He did like a, a emergency podcast. Obviously, like he's like one of the experts of soccer in America. Oh yeah. Um, did an emergency podcast and was like, I think they said, Greg was still a candidate so that he couldn't have legal repercussions. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. Okay. That makes sense. I don't want Greg as the coach. No. No one on this podcast wants Greg as the coach. Um, But. No, we need to move forward as a country and as a federation. Uh The whole scam to get him booted complete another crap. just a scam. Yeah. It was just a scam. Like that's what it was. Complete another crap. And so crap. so we we move forward um and I'm hoping there will be a sporting director soon. Apparently a Gucci Onyewu has been contacted about it. Um I don't know really what to think on that. I don't I think either. Gucci was a great player. Um, but if we're going to get out of this whole situation of we always have the same people doing jobs for the Federation and that are former players and former stuff like players, that. Former players, exactly. Then it can't be Gooch. That's just what I'm going to say. Um, not that I have anything against Gooch. I think Gooch is an absolute menace. Um, on the field, and he was one of my favorite players to ever put on the national team jersey. Like, he's he's awesome. Um, but can we just get somebody who's not from New Jersey? Oh, is he from like, New Jersey too? <laughs> I don't know. But he played, I thought he played for Red Bull. He did. I'm Metro pretty Stars sure he did, yes. <laughs> and I'm like... We just get somebody that's not from New Jersey. Well, let me see. Let me see. Dude is from Washington, D.C. Okay. Well, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> he played for um, Philadelphia Union, actually. Okay. Well, well. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of been thrown around a little bit. Uh and 
I don't really know how I feel about that, but you know, I think it's a step in the right in a more right direction um than what we've what we've been doing. So you know, we just got to move forward like as a country, as a federation, we've just got to move forward. We can't keep putting the same people in and expecting different results. Um true. And so we just got to just got to move forward. It can't be the same people over and over and over again all the time. Not at all. Not at all. Actually, just a little quick thing on Gucci on who he is the uh currently he is the Secretary General of RE Verton in um Belgium, which is a team in the First Division B uh or Challenger Pro League. So literally the so second division. It's the second division, yeah. It's the second tier on the pyramid there. Um and they have twelve teams, so I mean that'd be a real jump up for him. <laughs> a real jump up. Right. I mean, it's a jump for sure, but it's also like okay, this isn't a terrible hire. Like I wouldn't immediately say this is awful. Like we've got to get someone different. Yeah, like, give him his time. Give him his time. But yeah. also I'm I'm just for change in the federation. Because I think it it needs to be done. But uh, too long, didn't listen. I think Giorena is still just a kid. Um, Yes, he was raised in a house of nepotism and um, helicopter parents. But Giorena is a kid. his parents are the epitome of why travel sports teams are evil in a lot of people's minds uh, because parents get too involved. Um, and, you know, he doesn't look good. Greg, I still don't think should be coach of the national team, but I think he has made amends for his error in his youth. So that's the too long didn't listen great version of my of the of the Greg Geo story. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. uh Yeah. It is what it I is mean, for now. It's good to see Geo back in camp. I think amongst the players, like everybody's cool with Geo. Like Geo apologized and everything water under the bridge. Yeah, I don't think anybody's you know, gonna care that much. I think people are like, We need Geo to win and if Geo's one of our best players, he should be there. And you know, I'm in agreement. Oh, 100%. We need Gio to win. If Gio is one of our best players, Gio needs to be on the team. Yep. So. Needs to be playing. Needs to play. So if you have other thoughts than that, let us know. 
share it with us. We'd love to discuss um, that with with you. Um, another cool story I just wanted to share before we got out of here tonight was about Casimiro. And yes, Casimiro, uh, another red card this past weekend. So crazy. It was a pretty soft, very soft red card. Insanely. Hold on. Hold on. It was soft in real time. After I've looked at it on, uh, after I've looked at it on slow-mo a few times, it's, I don't think it's that soft. He just kept his cleats up. Like, just put your cleats down. I mean, yeah, he did come in studs up for sure, but he got the ball. He got the ball, but he literally continued his tackle. That's true. <laughs> I th- I mean, I, think I don't care what you say at this point. I think literally it could have been yellow. Wait, was it a second yellow? No, it was straight a red. Could have easily been yellow. It could have been yellow, but also like he literally just kept his cleats up. Like, don't keep your cleats up and you don't even you don't even have a foul. Like, if you don't keep your cleats up, like, you're looking at a no-call situation. Yeah, that's true. Casemiro, um, I heard a really cool story and was kind of just listening as I was doing some some stuff at the house the other day. So, uh, this, this podcast, they were having a debate about who's the better holding mid, uh, Casemiro or... Busquets, and so uh, they were like, well, Casemiro's kind of his own style. He's been so successful, and like Busquets is one of those players that like you don't even realize he's out there, and like because you don't realize he's out there, it's like such a good thing because uh, he's he's just kind of like a metronome. It's very much like okay. He's not going to really blow you away, but he's always going to move the ball. He's always going to be like involved. He might not make as many crunching tackles and like try to break as many people's legs as Casemiro does, but he does it his own way. Um, and he kind of came through that Barcelona Academy system and, and, and all that stuff. And Casemiro came uh, from Brazil uh, at Sao Paulo. And what's crazy about Casemiro is they were, people were asking him, Casemiro, how did you become like a defensive midfielder? Was that always your position? Like, did you play anything else when you were younger? Like, how did you get so good? And he said, I went to a tryout when I was 13 years old. Uh, at Sao Paulo, and there was 300 kids there, and they were only taking 50 of us. So, do the odds, not incredibly good odds. Three, three, four hundred kids, 50 spots. So a bunch of kids are getting cut. Um, and the coach said, "Okay, if you're a forward, go over here." And like 50 or 60 kids went over to the forward line. And at that point, uh, 
Casimir was a Ford. Um, and he started looking at the odds going, those aren't really great odds for me to be a Ford um, in this in this system. Um, and they said, so he didn't go over to be a Ford. And they said, is anybody in here a defensive midfielder? And there was eight people that were defensive midfielders. And he just went over to the defensive midfield line. He's like, that's how I learned how to play defensive midfield. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> he, he just took his, he just bet his odds correctly. And he said, I guess I'm a defensive midfielder now. And now he's literally one of, one of the game's greats. He is. Being a defensive midfielder. And it was all because he was like, my odds are better to be a defensive midfielder than it is to be a forward at this Sao Paulo tryout. Wow. That we've got going on. To take, like, I mean, it, yeah, to have the talent just to go from forward to defensive midfielder and just go with it. That's crazy. But also to just be like, okay, bet on me. Exactly. Like, I'll bet on myself. <laughs> like, if I can't make it at, at forward, like, or if I can't make it at uh, defensive midfielder, like, I shouldn't be playing this game. <laughs> so that's kind of a, a fun story about Casemiro. Like, just, you know, it, it, cause you always hear, like, like, if you've ever listened to, like, the, the R9 story, he was like, he just scored goals for fun. That's what he did. He just, Played, scored goals. All right, cool. Um, like Casemiro was like, I'm not good enough to be a forward, so I'm gonna be this defensive midfielder that I've never actually played that position, <laughs> and we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> so, mad respect, mad respect, Casemiro. For Crazy betting on yourself. We can talk about <laughs> betting on. At a later date, when the Ivan Tony uh, story, when his punishment comes out. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> holy cow! That dude. <laughs> just just betting and, on everyone, actually. <laughs> yeah, and I have a feeling he's gonna get suspended for probably like three months. Yeah, it might be I'm like just, a half season or something. Yeah. Well, because Trippier got Trippier got ten weeks and like a fifty or sixty thousand dollar fine, and had to do like some community service stuff. Okay, and he was whatever. The other one that like was betting on football. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple guesses to who else has been banned for betting on football in England, like in English football. Um, and for when you some don't reason, get this, my the name coming to my brain, and I know it's not right, but it for some reason Joey Barton's coming to my brain right now. <laughs> you are nailed it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude, that dude was a literal clown, like <laughs> a literal clown. <laughs> Freaking like, Joey like, Barton, are you serious? I got that right. <laughs> Holy crap! Yes. Um, but who is surprised by that? Not at the all. Joey Barton got not at all. If, 
if you don't know who Joey Barton is, if you haven't been paying attention to football that long, uh, Joey Barton played for City. He played Newcastle. for so many clubs. He was like he was like the stereotypical bad boy, like of the print. Oh like, yeah. He always was getting red cards. He always was like getting into fights. He was always like that guy that everyone hated. Like they hated <laughs> if they were if if you weren't on his team, like or if you didn't support his the team he was on, like you hated him. Oh. You were like Joey Barton is the worst. Like didn't he play for um, Queens Park whenever uh City won the title that year? Yes, he uh, did. Oh my god. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but Joey Barton is like your stereotypical like what the hell is going on in his brain like all the time Dude, kind of guy. He was sent off in the 55th minute for violent conduct after elbowing <laughs> Carlos Chavez in the in the face in that game, bro. Like literally, that is typical Joey Barton nonsense. <laughs> like when we say like Joey Barton was a clown, like he was a clown, but he got an eighteen month ban for betting on football. Uh, at like. It was like at the end of his career, pretty much ended his career. Um, he picked up an 18 match ban and he was like in like league league one or league two oh, at that geez. point. And he was like, I'll just hang it up. But yes, Matt, you nailed it with the Joey Barton. That's I'm freaking great. I'm absolutely thrilled that you got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking at Joey Barton right now. You realize he's the manager at. He is managing. Who is it? Bristol Rovers in League One. <laughs> this wow. dude has influence over future footballers. Over young, uh, over young footballers. Like wow. what? Who gave him influence over young footballers? Like, Y'all are idiots. <laughs> he was Fleetwood Town's manager from 18 to 21. That's crazy. Wow. But yes, Joey Barton. Um, so the Ivan Tony thing looks like it's about to potentially come out. Um, like mm. the the sentencing, I guess. Uh, so if you have him on your fantasy uh, prim roster. Uh, Looking at you, Hayden. <laughs> Uh, trade him to somebody who doesn't pay attention as much. That's that's my best <laughs> solution for you. <laughs> trade him, like to to the local clown in your in your uh, league there. Um. So, yes, great episode. Um. If you want to. Talk more football with us. We are always free to try, chat on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music. And we would love to just chat with you, um, especially as kind of the USL season starting as... Um, 
things are kind of getting underway across all levels of U.S. soccer as the title races are heating up um, across Europe and as the Champions League Champions League continues to play a major role in most people's weeks that listen to this podcast. Um, Dude. So <laughs> we would love to chat with you. We'd love to um, get more feedback on what you guys might want us to cover because yes we're the host of this podcast but you as the listeners we value your opinion so we'd love to to get what you might want to hear more about or if you want us to do an episode on joey barton and we can tell you oh i would love to do that oh that research would be insane yes bring it on Matt might actually do that for you bring it on um so yeah let us know if you have some topics you might want us to talk about. Um, let us know if you're like, hey, we'd love if you covered this. Because um, we're down to do some research. We're down to um, to, to tr- make this your podcast too. So give us a follow. Give us a review. Uh, give us a rating and share this all with your friends. Because uh, this podcast is for you and for everyone listening all the people everyone so go don't be a joey barton this week yeah for real don't get five hundred thousand dollars in misconduct fines i literally just read that i you know what joey barton's definitely getting a special uh segment at least that dude is outrageous (laughs) so Yep, from Matt and from Thad. See ya! Later!